0: Hi, my name is Beth, and I am the host of the Seeking Light podcast. In a world that presents us with growth and challenges, there is tremendous light. And this podcast is a source of light through scriptural insights that I have gained through the years. Come join me as I share light in a world that can sometimes be confusing. Hey, everybody. Okay, so today is what I call my day of batching. (laughs) All of a sudden, I'll get all these flood of ideas for a podcast, and then I have to sit down and hurry and get it all done, because if I don't, it leaves my brain. It's called menopause brain or perimenopause brain. So I try really hard to make sure. (laughs) So today I've done three, and I plan to do one more that I thought about over the last week, And, um, and then I'll be set for a month of not having to record. So it's kind of in and out where things come up, they don't. So anyway, I'm sure that's boring stuff to you. But what is so fun about a podcast is that it's yours. And so you can do with it what you want to and share what you want to. And so bear with me as I share with each of you some of the experience, thoughts, feelings um, that I have that teaches me something um, about life or about my relationship with God, um, about experiences. It's just there's so much teaching that goes on, and I'm trying to capture it every time I can and wherever I can. So um okay, this podcast it comes from a comment that was made. So I shared with you last week that my brother Sean was called to be the stake president of his stake. And um two of the Air Authority 70s that were there were Um, McConkie the third, Elder McConkie the third, and Elder Rowe. And Elder Rowe's wife was asked to get up and just share a quick, short message. And she shared that years ago, her, their young family was in Africa and they were living there. And during certain days of the week, they would turn off all electricity and power. And she said that they adapted really well to not having that the power, you know, for stoves and fridges and they adapted to all these things. But she said that there was one thing that they learned, um, right away that there was something that they couldn't live without, uh, that when the electricity was coming off, they had to make sure and collect as much as they could. It was water. And she shared just some feelings she had about knowing that when they would announce we're going to turn off the power for three days or two days they would all gather as much water as they could for showers and food and cooking and washing and everything that they needed for water they would hurry and gather it so as I was sitting there I was like oh that's so good and it led my mind to a whole bunch of thoughts because um we Matt and I, when we lived in our other house, so about nine, 10 years ago, I've shared this in a long ago podcast, but it refreshed my mind when Sister Ro brought up, brought up their experience in Africa, um, Matt and Matt decided he came home one day from work. And so 10 years ago, Madeline would have been like 16, um, Carter would have been 14, Hayden 12, Bailey 10, Paige 7, and Gannon and 4. And so Matt came home from work and he was like, "Hey, listen. Um we are going to do a challenge for the week. We are going to not use electricity. No more lights, no more dishwashers, no more washers, no nothing. Like we're going to try to learn to live without all these things and we're just going to challenge ourselves." Well, jokingly I was like, "Well, that's nice for you cuz you're at work all day." <laughs> And I'm the one that doesn't have the dishwasher and the washer and the water and the stove and all that good stuff. So as this experience was a trial, but also a growth, I wanted to share with you some uh, an insight that we had in regards to the water. So what he said, if I'm not mistaken, I need to go back to my journal, but I'm sure that he said, okay, the challenge starts, you know, immediately or whatever. I can't remember. He said, but we have one hour to get everything that we need gathered. So the kids and I were running around trying to fill up jugs of water, containers, fill up the tub, fill up the sinks with water, because we didn't know how long this was going to go on. So like I would cook food out in the garage on our um, our, our camping stove. Um, the, when the night when the sun went down, we used candles, we didn't turn on any lights. And we did this for the week. And I remember there was one moment where Matt came home and he's like, okay, we have, this was like over halfway through the experiment. We have one hour to, or I don't know, 20 minutes or something. It was fast to get everything, more water that we need because no showers, no nothing. And he was able to go to work and take a shower in the the, the locker rooms, you know, so Anyway, it was such a learning experience and it taught us that we could live on a lot less than we had. And it really was, um, interesting, but the thing that we learned that was the most important thing, we could live by candlelight, we could go to bed early at night, we could rise. Um, I know that there were probably some things that didn't fit the criteria of no electricity because we had our phones, but anyway, my point was, is that it was just like sister Roe. The one thing that we could not live without was water. And we needed that that water to keep hydrated, to stay alive, to bathe, to clean, to cook. I would boil on the camp stove water um, to make the kids hot chocolate and to cook food and noodles and different things like that. So one thing that hit me was when Sister Rose said that, I said, that's exactly right. You know, you can figure out all these other things, but the need for water is the utmost importance. And then I started thinking about what we're told in regards to water. And I was, I ran online and grabbed a little informative quote. It said, the general consensus is that people can survive for around three days without water, with estimates typically ranging from two days to a week. Wilderness guides often refer to the rule of three, which says that a person can live for three minutes without air or oxygen, three days without water, and three weeks without food. Um, I remember I read a book years ago called Lone Survivor by Marcus Luttrell, and he shared that when he was trying to evade the um, Taliban, Um, one thing that he decided at some point, at a point after he was trying to escape them and hide was that he did not care if they killed them. He just had to get water no matter what. And he literally was like, if they find me and they kill me, I have to find a source of water and I don't care. And I remember how much that hit me that his desire to live and get water superseded them finding him, capturing him and either killing him or. Um, using him as ransom to get what they needed from the U.S. government. Okay, then what kind of spurred me on to do this podcast for sure was on Halloween night, we went out trick or treating with um, two of Gannon's friends, and the, one of the girls' mothers came along with us. And we went out early, we went out about six o'clock, the sun was just going down. And, you know, these, these kids are 12 years, I'm sorry, 13 years old. And they were, we were in this neighborhood that was packed. It kind of reminds Matt and I of E.T., the movie. And they were going around and about an hour in, the two girls were like, especially the one girl, she was like, I need water. I need water. And I'm like, shoot, you know, we didn't bring a bottle of water. I'm so sorry. And literally by the end, they could care less about the candy. So we were out maybe an hour and a half. The desire for water was so strong that they're like, we're done trick-or-treating. We just want water. And I listened to that and I thought, wow, like they forsook this candy that every child would love filling up their sleeping bag or their, I'm sorry, pillowcases with all this candy because the drive to get water superseded that feeling that comes from eating candy. Okay. So as I was thinking about this and the importance of water in our life, I was thinking about the savior, obviously, um, how he has been referred to as the living water, the fountain of water. Um, you know, when we partake of the sacrament, the water is in remembrance of his blood. And so just like our physical bodies need water to live. We need the savior because he, he hydrates our soul. He hydrates our bodies. He hydrates our spirituality because his life, his teachings, his example give us life again. They, it fills our souls with what we need to keep going and when we're not partaking of the living water, um, the fountain of the water, the fountain of water, um, then we are dying. We are spiritually dying. So symbolically speaking, there's an incredible song that I love. I love Kelly Reed. Um, if any of you know her, I've been wanting to interview her for my podcast. Get us in touch. No. <laughs> Anyway, she has this amazing song. I love it so much. It's called "Cleanse You," and I have used it in another podcast. But I, it's a, it's about water, um, and I want to just read you the lyrics. It says the waves come high, my ship is sinking, and I'm thinking of letting go. The water's deep, and I am gasping, struggling to hear you, Lord, captain of my soul. Why did you lead me here to this uncharted sea? Did you bring me here just to drown me? What if I didn't bring you here to drown you, but to cleanse you, he whispers. And what if you chose to breathe me in? Let this wash you clean again, he whispers. He whispers, I know the water's deep, but if you only knew it isn't meant to drown you, he whispers, but to cleanse you. The second verse is the sun sets low. My faith is failing and I'm sailing deep into the night. The fog rolls in and I'm searching, trying in vain again to find your guiding light. Then the chorus says, why did you lead me here to this uncharted sea? Did you bring me here just to drown me? And then the Savior says, what if I didn't bring you here to drown you, but to cleanse you? He whispers. He whispers. And what if you chose to breathe me in? Let this wash you clean again. I know the water's deep, but if you only knew, it isn't meant to drown you, but to cleanse you. The Savior cleanses us. And just like this beautiful song sung by Callie Reed, it's not meant to drown us, but to cleanse us. Water cleanses us. Um, I thought about the woman at the well, and I just wanted to read to you from the scriptures. Um, John, it says, There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water, and Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of me, and he would have given thee living water. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, meaning the water from the well. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him Shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. So Jesus provides that water that causes us to never thirst again. So in life, our physical bodies, we have to have water, we could die in three days. But Jesus's water, we will never thirst. We'll never be needing the water because if we rely upon him and come into him and let him give us of the water, then we're never thirsty. We can have everlasting life. Like he said, I also thought of the children of Israel in Exodus chapter 17. And I just wanted to read to you in verse two through six. Wherefore the people did chide with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide ye with me? Wherefore do ye tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water. And the people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? So here the children of Israel are saying, Are you trying to kill us? We don't have anything to drink. We we need something. We need water. They physically were like, we're going to die. We need to drink something. And Moses cried unto the Lord and saying, what shall I do unto this people? They being almost ready to stone me. So the, the thirst of the people was so intense, so great that Moses felt like they were going to stone him to death. And the Lord said unto Moses, go on before the people and take with thee of the elders of Israel and thy rod, wherewith thou smotest the river, take in thine hand and go. Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. So the Savior, um, the Lord showed him where to go to get the water to literally phys- feed them physically so that they could be fed spiritually from Moses and Aaron and those that were with them. Okay. The last thing that I wanted to share really quick was um, in the scriptures and or living water. It says a symbol of the Lord Jesus Christ and his teaching as water is essential to sustain physical life. The savior and his teachings are essential for eternal life the living water so just like we you and i need water to survive and if we don't have it we cannot focus we cannot we could we could physically die obviously jesus christ is the living water the fountain of water li- that can quench our spiritual thirst he is the one that can provide for you and I that life-sustaining connection to God because He is the living water. Thank you so much for listening. I hope all of you have a wonderful week. I am so grateful that you listened to my latest podcast. Please share these episodes with your family and friends. I look forward to being with you again soon. Have a great day.